T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. John McClain, the Hall of Famer, our uh, senior Texans columnist at SportsRadio610.com and GallerySports.com as well, joins us for his weekly visit. John, how are you doing this morning? Good morning, guys. How are you? Doing great, John. So, obviously, a lot of Sean Payton talk. Uh, the last couple of days since he did that interview with uh, Colin Cowherd earlier this week. Um, where is Sean Payton on your power ranking of these head coaching candidates right now? Well, I watched him on there, and as far as size-wise, the snags are not going to him. He looks just like he always does, and he says a workout fanatic. And uh, I don't know. He's, he's told people that uh, he may take a job and he may not. That's smart. If he's a workout fanatic, he's not hired. Like that's, a, when, that's like when your personal trainer comes up to you eating a donut. Like, all right, let's get this thing going. When, uh, when he's told his agent and people he's interested in a job, but he might not take one, he can keep his current job and wait. And uh, I'll tell you one thing I did find out from somebody that's known him for years. He does not have to have it in his contract that he has full control. He's looking for a general manager he can work with. And uh, he's known Nick Serio for quite a while. Don't know how that would go. Money wouldn't be an issue. I still feel like they're, they'd have to, you know, the, the compensation's not what we thought. NFL media reported over the weekend first-round pick or more, and Peyton said it's already been worked out with Mickey Loom. It's going to be a mid-to-low first-round pick. Well, the Texans don't have a mid-to-low first-round pick. They have the 12th pick, and I'm sure they try to trade him a pick next year. And they need draft choices because they've traded a lot of picks in recent years for veteran players. So they've to be able to interview him, they've got they know what it's going to take with the Saints, and uh, I was surprised too that Arizona hired Monty Austin for the general manager before they decided on what they want to do about Peyton. They're worried out in Arizona they may hire Brian Flores, and they would implement the Patriot way, which certainly didn't go over well here, or it didn't go over well in Las Vegas last year, and. But, you know, there's a chance Peyton may just decide to stay at Fox and wait and see next year. It's not like he needs the money. No, it's not. Yeah, I guess um, that's what I wondered about, John, with the GM thing, was that he worked for 15 years with a general manager without any reports of, you know, huge disagreement or anything. I I would have been surprised if he all of a sudden was going to come in and demand that he be some kind of iron-fisted dictator. Um what about 
D'Amico Ryans and the concern that, okay, if you hire a defensive coordinator these days, offensive coordinators get snapped up left and right very, very quickly. Um, that, that seems to be one of the biggest objections to D'Amico. I don't share that, but, but what is the answer to that? Well, let me go back to Peyton right quick. He worked with Mickey Loomis. Mickey was a cap guy, and he got the title of general manager, and he was heavily involved. But Mickey Loomis knew if Sean Payton wanted to do something, that's what he did because, you know, he had the pelts on the wall and, and, uh, but it wasn't, he's not demanding it in his contract. And as far as D'Amico, like D'Amico would need to hire a former head coach on his staff, uh, to help him because uh, he's only had two years as a coordinator. Then he probably, I'm guessing, have a guy who was with the 49ers to, uh, run his offense. And people say, well, if you get a, if your team's good, you lose coordinator. Good. That means the Texans will be good and have turned it around. Uh, Brian Dable, it hasn't hurt uh, the Bills that they elevated Ken Dorsey, their quarterback coach. You know, good head coaches, as you guys know, they always have people on their staff ready to take somebody's place because they know when they're going well, they're gonna, other teams are going to look at their guys. And when you have sustained success like the 49ers, and the Bills, people are going to be looking at your staff. And I would think Texans fans would love to be in that situation for an offensive coordinator who uh, worked for Domenico and had a chance to get another job. John McClain joining us, brought to you by HornSolutions.net. Um, John, there's eight names right now that the Texans have requested interviews for and are either have interviewed or are scheduling. There's eight names. Do you expect any new names to be added to the list at this point, or is this the is this the pool, do you think? I would think that this would be the pool because they've had time to reach out and maybe they have and hadn't been reported. The Texans are announcing when they have completed their interviews. They're interviewing D'Amico Friday afternoon and um, and Ben Johnson. I'm writing a column for Sports Radio 610 about Ben Johnson telling teams he's going to stay in Detroit another year, as D'Amico Ryans did last year. Yeah with the 49ers, and how it can backfire on you, as we're seeing with Byron Leftwich, who everybody's talked about the last two years being a hot-head coaching candidate. Now they're talking about him being fired. It's not like he just became a bad coach overnight. But sometimes you got to strike when iron's hot, and I guess Ben Johnson knows that he's a play caller. He has a great relationship with Jared Goff, who's played very well. They have other weapons. And they have a high draft choice. So it's a good situation. I guess this time next year, if the Lions continue to prove, he may be the hot property. John, as far as the candidates go, we know how the last two coaching searches have gone. They've included names where, you, you, at a minimum, people are scratching their heads, like Heinz Ward. Um, they've included names that eventually got the job, like David Culley, that a lot of fans didn't even know who he was. Last year, Josh McCown almost got the job. <clears throat> I guess my point is that the last two coaching searches have included some names that have been either disappointing or even anger-inducing. Do you sense that any of the names in this pool would... Would would result in disappointment for Texan fans, or do they've got a do they have a, a pretty solid like is their worst case scenario in this one that you still think fans will will react well to? I I think under the circumstances, the fans and the media are pleased with the list and the way they're conducting the search. Um, you know, last year I think Nick Casario interviewed Heinz Ward as a favor to somebody because he never had a chance to get the job and. 
and settling, you know, the last two searches had strings attached. This one does not. There's no compromise candidate. And they've got the money to spend. Everybody loves their draft capital. They like the fact Casario has got the cap back in order and they're going to have some money to spend on expensive free agents. So they think it's a good situation once they tell them, here's why we've had two one-and-done coaches. And I think people here understand it a lot more than people nationally because the team's been awful, took a step back offensively this year with Pep Hamilton as the coordinator. And uh, I, I've talked to two or three people with teams who've worked with these guys that are interviewing. They say it doesn't seem – whatever they're telling people about the two one-and-dones, it doesn't seem to be – deterring anybody that's interested in the job. One thing they haven't done is they haven't interviewed other than Sean Payton, a former head coach. And I would want to interview a former head coach like Frank Wright to pick his brain about how they did it, what they didn't do. In his case, they were going great till Andrew Luck retired. And uh, he might be a candidate to be an assistant head coach. But you can't get enough knowledge from knowledgeable people. You know, the um, the Cardinals are interviewing Frank Reich. I'm surprised that he's not a, a bigger name out there, given that, you know, he's he's had nothing but change every single year at the quarterback position. I've, I've been impressed with him as a coach. I agree, Seth. I think Frank Reich went in there with Chris Ballard, general manager. They worked great together. Chris Ballard had several offers to interview for GM job. He turned him down because he said he wanted to go somewhere where they had a great quarterback in place, and he did. And then, oops. And then um, they were just good enough not to be able to get a quarterback, and they kept going with the veterans because they thought they had a chance to win the AFC South and do something in the playoffs. But I'm surprised he's not getting more interviews, and, and maybe he needs to do like Doug Peterson, take a year off. And then he'd be more attractive next season when he's not coming off being fired. Yeah, that's where I, I feel. I, I was thinking about Doug Peterson. I'm glad you brought him up because I feel like uh, the, those guys, for whatever reason, just feel uh, they don't have the bling. I, maybe it's just because of their personalities. And despite having a Super Bowl victory, Doug Peterson wasn't thought of necessarily as highly as he should have. Um, I, I'm glad you brought up Frank Reich. I would, I would not be upset at all if the Texans at least interviewed him and got his opinion on matters. Um, the other Hold thing on a second. I, w- I agree, Seth, that they should. And another thing, you know, Doug Peterson didn't do TV in his year out. Frank Reich's not doing any TV. Sean Payton's doing TV. He's doing interviews. That uh, Just like Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett's not going to be a head coach again, but they're keeping themselves in the public eye where Peterson generally really took the season off. And if Frank Reich doesn't get a job, maybe he'll do that too. But I don't think you'd see Reich like Peterson. I think they'd be behind the scenes and not out front. So the other thing that's been annoying me a little bit, John, when I see the Texans discussed in the national media is that so many people don't even mention, and I don't even need them to use this as an excuse or anything, but they don't even mention the fact that during the last two coaching searches, you had with Cully uh, a franchise quarterback who was demanding a trade, and then uh, when Lovey was hired, you had a franchise quarterback who was demanding a trade and was also being charged or uh, accused of 24 counts of sexual misconduct. It Was that anything that 
maybe it was slipped through the news cycle because it wasn't widely reported, but were there many candidates who just flat out said, no, I don't want any part of that and didn't end up interviewing because of it? Um, I don't know who they were, but I'd heard that last year, two or three people, they were interested in talking to them, wouldn't do it. And uh, they wanted to wait and see if they could get something else. And I don't know if those guys got other jobs. I never could find out who they were. And uh, it is interesting, the national media, I bet none of them ever watched the Texans game. Why would they? And all they know is they fired two coaches back-to-back. They don't look to see how the team did about stepping back, big regression this year on offense. And uh, all they know is they fired two coaches, one and done. And that is very highly unusual. And I thought there was no way Lovey Smith was going to get fired until I started watching the offense every week. And uh, so people here, I think, understand it. People nationally don't want to dig into it. And that's like a lot of people want Casario gone. I've never seen a GM take over a worse situation. You mentioned the Watson controversy and debacle and all that he had to deal with. In fact, he was told to tear it down, start all over. He didn't have first and second round picks. Didn't have a first round pick from the year before him. And his cap situation was terrible. And that's why I think he deserves another year if this time. Next year, they've won three or four games, and he'll be out of here. Uh, that's interesting, John, because if they start a rookie quarterback this year, I think there's a good chance they might only win three or four games just based on you know, rookie quarterbacks. Even good rookie quarterbacks oftentimes start slow. You think, you think if they're starting Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud at quarterback and they, they're, you know, they finish third or fourth in the division again, that, they're, that Nick Casario could be gone next year? It's about progress. Of course, that's possible. They could start the season with Davis Mills and then put in the rookie. You know, I can't imagine they'd win fewer than three games, but people would see promise. You know, this year, nobody saw the promise in Mills that they'd seen at the end of his rookie year. And I've seen a lot of people trying to say, well, that was a mirage. Like he didn't, he didn't do what he did. He did it. We all saw it. And he showed enough promise to be the starter this year with nothing beyond that. And then he took a step back and never showed us one time. That's the why he's, that's why he's the starting this year. I think Pep Hamilton had a lot to do with it, but I think if people see more young talent and they see progress from the quarterback and they like it, yeah, I shouldn't have said that, but I, uh, I mean, if they take a step back and it's not because they're playing a rookie quarterback, it's because they made bad decisions again on the head coach and some of the players, then I think Nick's job would be in jeopardy. Yeah, no, I, I, and I agree with that. Like, I I don't think he's, I don't think he's bulletproof this coming year, but I, I do feel like there's, there, there's definitely a way that this team only wins four games where you can still see it as, as progress, especially if they draft the young quarterback. Speaking of which, before we get you out of here, John, C.J. Stroud is the other big news item that affects the Texans from this week. So with C.J. Stroud announcing for the NFL draft, is it a lock now that the Texans are taking a quarterback with that top two pick, considering there are two perceived future franchise quarterbacks in this pool? No, I never thought for a second he wasn't coming out. He's got a chance to be the first overall pick. Why in the world would he stay? There's no NIL that's going to make up for the almost $25 million he's going to get in the signing bonus if he is number one. And, of course, he and his camp think there's a good chance he might be, and he may be. And uh, so Texans are good. I think if they don't take a quarterback, I think people burn down NRG Stadium and also think – that it, they would bring in a veteran like Garoppolo. I don't see 
him coming here for a rebuild or Derek Carr, one of those veterans, I feel safe in saying they're going to draft a quarterback, but it's way too early to say who because there's still more than three months to go in the scouting process. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun few months, no doubt about that. Uh, John, what do you got going on on your various platforms you're doing these days? I'm working on uh, sportsradio610.com column that will be posted today. Unlike Ben Johnson having to make sure he's not uh, the next Byron Leftwich, and there's been mm-hmm. some other examples. D'Amico interviewing Friday, and then how how well he could do in his interview. And then I'm writing one on Gallery Sports about the playoffs. Thank you guys very much as always, John. I'll talk to you in a couple hours when we record our mailbag episode of the Utopia Football Podcast. I look forward to it. Thank good, you. Good stuff. Thanks, John. H O U Mailbag at Gmail dot com. If you want to email a question to John and I, we're recording our. Mailbag episode of the Utopia Football Podcast today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.